Yeah, Friday! Welcome to the Ranting Ring Watcher Podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. This is episode 86. I got a good show planned, so let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, we had a gain this week. We're up 0.8. So what does that translate to? Like three three quarters of a pound? So for the month of April, we are down 3.2 pounds. Total loss since January 2019, 143.8 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 150, 6.2 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 175, 31.2 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 56.2 pounds. I can't really dwell on this gain here. Everything is going as planned, and you know how we do. It's got to be three gains in a row before we sweat anything. So here we are. We are. We have one gain. If it happens two more times, we'll, we'll visit and make a change. We have entered phase four of the diabetic experiment. Now, phase four got kind of got hit by. I made plans and didn't really think it out. <laughs> and so, but this happens sometimes. And you know, phase four might have to be extended or postponed, or I don't know. I didn't realize when I made a plan for week seven, eight, and nine being phase four that Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday would fall right into this. Why does that matter? The, the, why it matters is because the plan was to make Sunday within my daily point value, which is 39 points per day. So with these two, that's two, two weeks of phase four taken because of holidays, which is going to throw things out of whack. Now, granted with holidays in my family, we tend to eat our earlier dinner and skip lunch. That's just kind of how it falls. But dinner is so big that it might as well be lunch and dinner together. So that's kind of how it went for Palm Sunday, which was last Sunday. It's probably going to go this way again for this coming Sunday for Easter Sunday. So we might have to wait to really start reining in the Sundays until after Easter. It just doesn't make sense to try and bring... It doesn't make sense to bring lunch to zero if dinner is at lunchtime and it's a holiday. So we are going to go through with the plan still. It's just going to be two weeks later than we wanted. At least we'll be more prepared, I guess, 
I had extended it. If you listened last week, I extended my diabetic experiment for another six weeks to make it 12 weeks. Now, why did I do this? I need to know more than anything, is this sustainable? So far, I have to say it is sustainable. So far, I have no issues. I want to see over a longer period of time. As simple as that. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being cautious with it. I don't want to ruin my journey based on feeling like I'm going to cave. See, now, six weeks it took me to miss rice, a side of rice, with, with one of my dinners. So last Friday, I had rice with my dinner because I actually missed it with the tilapia dish I have every Friday. So I decided to have it and then went right back to not having it after that. There was no reason to continue it going just because I missed it the one day. It's something about the tilapia where I want rice with it. I don't know what it is. And I thought that would happen the last time when I really started all of this, but it really took six weeks to miss it. So part of me is thinking, can I go another six weeks and not worry about it again? We will see how that goes. The only other thing I could think of here, no, I think we're, I think we're just going to go as planned. We're going to go with the Sunday lunch becoming zero so we can bring Sunday down to 39 points. We are going just to do it two weeks later than we had originally planned. And that's all there is to that. So I want to talk to you guys today about obstacles. There have been many times in my years on any weight loss plan going back to childhood. There have been many obstacles. Many of those obstacles are food related. You know, having addictions to food. This this plays a huge role when if you have very little control over your addictions in general, if you have food addictions, if you have any addiction, if you have very little control, you're not likely to quit the addiction. It's about becoming disciplined in order to fight the addiction. In the beginning, when I first started, I didn't even have to change anything. I just had to start measuring portions. I had so many points per day, 54 points per day, I literally didn't have to change much except for measuring and weighing to know how much points to allot for what I was eating. I had to go down to 40 or 41 points with the original plan in order to really start paying attention to what I was eating and to make changes if need be to get within points. It took like... 12, 13 points lost in weight loss. So I would lose weight and lose points as I went through and go on. Eliminating foods, it was difficult in the beginning. But as I became more and more successful, it became easier to eliminate foods because everything was in in the name of additional success. So I didn't have, it didn't have as much of a hold on me at certain points. And because of this feeling, I thought myself to be defeating food addiction. 
There are also physical obstacles. When you have pain in your joints or your muscles. I mean, I have had knee pain since I started. And in the beginning, I didn't exercise at all because of how bad the knee pain was. Also, the bottom of my foot, I have extremely flat feet. I actually went to a foot doctor and he says, you have the flattest feet I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He said, you actually, you don't have feet, you have flippers. (laughs) That's how flat they are. That's what he told me. But um, we had to get some, what do they call those things? Uh, Orthotics made so that we can put them in my shoes because I was getting ankle pain because of the flat feet. A long time ago, someone had taught me how to give myself a artificial arch because I couldn't afford these orthotics. I mean, we're talking about $400 a pair, $500 a pair, something like that. I couldn't afford it then. So I was taught by a physical therapist how to tape my foot to manipulate the shape and give myself an arch. Now, this helped often, except when you have tape on your skin, for god-awful amounts of time, eventually the skin gets irritated, causing you to have to take the tape off, going back to having the pain while the skin heals. It's like a catch-22. You find yourself, well, I want to fix the foot pain, and at the same time, I'm creating other problems in the process. Another physical obstacle is stamina. When I first started exercising, I had no state. I didn't even have to leave my parking lot because I had so little stamina to do anything. I was pushing it to go 20 minutes. So I didn't want to go far. So I just circled my parking lot for 20 minutes and came in the house. And that's basically it. Over time, the stamina got built up. So that's not, that's something that's easily subject to change. All of these things are subject to change. None of them are permanent unless the physical obstacle is a permanent issue. Each obstacle I faced, whether it was food related or a physical obstacle, also presented a mental challenge. And that's mostly what I want to talk about today. The mental challenge that comes when you face an obstacle. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life 
because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. for sticking with me. So I want to talk about the mental obstacles or mental challenges that come when we meet challenges, whether they're food-related or physical challenges like injuries and stuff like that. With each adjustment that I've ever made through the last three years, there has been one common outcome when the food needed to be eliminated it was simply eliminated for the greater good I had come to terms with it and was over that food item so eliminating it was easy sometimes though it wasn't an elimination sometimes it was a substitution as I went through the three years, every time it was a substitution, again, a common occurrence. Each time, the substituted food became less processed than the previous food that it was, re- it was replacing. And here I am three years later, I got to say, there are very few processed food items in my in my in my tracking at all now there are different kinds of processed foods and technically 
any food that has ingredients such as salt or added when things are added like sugar and things to make it taste better, it makes that food processed. But then there are stuff that are called ultra processed foods, which would be like your junk food. So as I progressed, the food became less and less processed and more and more natural. We've been in this, doing this together. You guys have been following the podcast and now I just started this diabetic experiment. So we've been in this together for six weeks, this diabetic experiment or seventh weeks now. We're on the seventh week as we speak. And I have made so many adjustments to adapt to life as a diabetic in the name of this experiment. The diabetic lifestyle was definitely an adjustment compared to what I was doing before. I had explained in a previous episode, I was well within my points every single day previous to doing this survey and making myself a diabetic. Well within my points, the majority of the things I ate were considered zero points previously, and I went from having a 15-point breakfast to a 29 or 27-point breakfast. As each adjustment was made, I would be willing to change anything throughout the day except fruit. Every change that was made, it seems as if, if I look at each change, it was made with the mentality, save the fruit at all costs. I I mean, literally, I have given up many things or substituted many things and every time I chose something to substitute or chose something to eliminate, it was something, would I rather have the fruit or this? That's how the, the decision was made. And it, it has become a bit of a red flag here for me. I could positively tell you, I certainly have an unhealthy relationship with fruit. Even the thought of it Because I know, I know in my head, at some point, let's say I continue this. Let's say I I do it for good and I stay on the diabetic plan for good. At some point, I will lose enough points and only thing left to do is start substituting fruit out or eliminating fruit, one of the two. Here's where the foolishness comes in. I believed, as I told you before the break, that I was over food addiction. I believed that it didn't bother me anymore. That I was a lot stronger. The thoughts are coming in saying, hey, listen, you better start thinking now because at some point, the chopping block is going to be looking at the fruit especially if you stay on the diabetic plan. I can only say it, I mean, 
I'm saying it the way it is. I'm going to lay it on the line. The feeling that comes in is all anger. I mean, it is a level of anger that you see with addicts. When when you have an addict that's going through detox, someone who was into drugs or into alcohol, whatever it was, and then they're going through that moment of detox and how they get, I could see the beast inside of me with the mere thought that eventually, right now, I don't have to do anything. Right now, I'm within the points on, on most, most days I'm well within my points. So in reality, the, the thought of eliminating fruit, fruit doesn't even have to happen now. But I am someone who thinks ahead. It's just what I've always done. I'm not saying I'm making changes now. I'm saying I think ahead knowing I'm going to have to. And that's what I've been thinking lately. Because there's only so many times I can lose a point until fruit starts having to be eliminated from my daily intake and either substituted for something else or whatever. And now with the diabetic plan, there are so few zero-point foods, I'm not sure what could possibly happen what could possibly be changed to the, the whole progression I told you where it became less and less processed where everything you choose becomes less processed than the previous version of whatever you're substituting. So now here we are at the end of that cycle. I mean, there's nothing less processed. I mean, fruit is natural. So now it's just going to be either eliminate the fruit or substitute it for something else, like a vegetable. As of right now, I could tell you I have a, definitely have an unhealthy relationship with fruit, and that's going to have to change. It doesn't have to change tomorrow. It may not have to change for two, three months. I don't know how long it's going to take. There are some days of the week right now where I have... 10 points remaining at the end of the night. So I'm, I'm pretty good on certain days. I'm pretty good. So if, if it ends up being that on certain days of the week, I eliminate fruit, but I can have them on others, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe it'll be a step-by-step progression because you have days like today being Tuesday where I have 10 points or 12 points remaining at the evening after even though in, in my dinner's already tracked. So th- days like this and days like Friday won't have to, I won't have to worry about those days because there are so many points left over. But then there's days like Monday. Monday right now, so if I lose four daily points, if I get down to 35, that is when Monday will have to change. It is also when Wednesday will have to change. And I believe, no, I don't think Thursday. So I think right now, I think Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday are safe for the time being. But Monday and Wednesday, if I drop four points, I'm there. I am now at the point where I will be over my daily points if I drop four points. And something of a fruit item, because that's really, that's all that's left, will have to be eliminated or substituted for something else at zero points. 
I don't know how many other raw vegetables I can eat before I start having the same issue I did before. I was eating a bunch of raw vegetables and I was having some trouble going to the bathroom <laughs> or, or with digestion issues because, I mean, I like raw vegetables better than I like cooked vegetables. They're crunchy. I like that. I like the crunchiness of a raw vegetable. If I had to choose, that's my preference of how to eat a vegetable. I don't like many other ways because they're they're mush. It's like, ah, I like the crunch. And it seems that the only, the only places where I've seen where the vegetable is nice and crunchy, even if it's cooked, is stuff like Chinese food. They steam the broccoli and it still is crunchy. And I haven't been able to mimic this. And even getting it in the steam bags, you know, getting vegetables in the steam bags and you put them in the microwave, they still come out soggy. But these are things I'm going to have to deal with. And I only need to lose four points to have to deal with them. Maybe it'll, it's for the best that it happens a couple of days at a time. Maybe it'll be easier for me to make substitutions if it's only two days of the week, knowing I could still have the fruit the other three. And Saturday will remain as the day where I eat heavy and I'm a little relaxed on my food choices. And Sunday is going to get buttoned up and tighten. We're going to tighten the reins on Sunday in the coming weeks here. But even Sunday, we're going to see how it goes. Maybe that's going to have to be a day where if I lose four points there too, Sunday has to change when it comes to the fruit. At some point, a 27-point breakfast is not going to be sustainable. I could see it. I don't like it. It's almost like there's a war about to happen. It's on the horizon. It hasn't been said, but you can see it brewing between who I once was and who I am supposed to be. Now, if you're out there and you are addicted or have been addicted to anything, especially food, then maybe you know exactly how I am feeling at this moment. And I would argue with anyone that out of the wide plethora of addictions to have in this world, the food addiction is the worst addiction of them all. Because you know what? You can live without nicotine. You can live without drugs. You can live without alcohol. You can live without pornography. However, you cannot live without food. It cannot be given up. Balance is the only way to achieve success. 
Will I succeed when this war begins in my life? I may succeed. I may fail a thousand times. But you know what? I will never give up. I've come too far to quit now. You hear it in my creed every week. All things are possible as long as I believe because God is on my side. It's never if I succeed. It's only when. Only when I succeed. Success is the only option. I don't care how many times I fail. On that sweet day where I succeed, I hope you're all with me because this war is coming for me whether I like it or not. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.